Hey everyone, I need your attention for one minute. This is not one of those ads. This is something that has changed my entire life. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know that this is all about personal development as the foundation for everything good in your life. And this podcast is now sponsored by Growth Day, which is the world's first all-in-one personal development app. I mean, oh my gosh, can you imagine having everything all in one place that you need to create the life that you want? Now you can. So if you've been struggling with your motivation, your mood, your productivity, or your purpose, you have to check this out. Growth Day helps you consciously change your life and achieve your potential. It has all the self-improvement tools, motivational classes, and life coaching all in one place. So many of us want to improve our lives, but the question is how? Where do we start? What do we use? How do you get unstuck? How do you make self-improvement stick? Well, research shows how. It's when you consistently journal, track your habits, set goals, learn from empowering mentors, and challenge yourself that you'll be happier, healthier, and more successful. But let me ask you something. Where do you actually do all of your personal development work? I have to tell you that over 300,000 people use Growth Day for a reason. It works. It's the world's number one software for self-improvement. Growth Day has an amazing mindset journal that I absolutely love, a habit tracker, and a goal-setting system. In fact, I bet if you went to my stories this week, you probably saw me using the journaling app and telling you to do it too, because it's the first time that journaling has ever actually stuck consistently in my life because of this app. And best of all, Growth Day has live inspirational classes every single week from the world's top motivational speakers and life coaches. These are people who have impacted my life in huge ways. These are mentors who I already knew and loved. In fact, this is something that's so huge for me, you guys. I personally teach a class in Growth Day every single month, and it is one of the most fun things that I get to do, and I'd love to see you there. These classes will truly shift your life. There's always something new that you will learn. So join me in 300,000 Achievers Growing Our Lives with actual real intention. Visit growthday.com slash Lori for a free trial. Yes, you can try this for free. So go to growthday.com slash Lori and go live your best life. You guys, that's growthday.com forward slash Lori. And I can't wait to see you there. Hi, everyone. I'm so happy you've tuned into the show. Whether you have listened before or you're brand new, I'm so grateful for you. You have no idea. And this episode is brought to you by my Become Aligned course. And podcasts are amazing. And I know that you know that because you guys all listen to them. And I do too. And sometimes they are not necessarily enough because while we're listening, sometimes we're passively listening and we're not actively listening. So the reason that Chris and I, Chris is my husband, the reason we've created this course is because we get asked so many questions outside of the podcast on how we started living the life that we live now, a life of happiness, of abundance, of really understanding that life is always full of problems every single day, but there's always a solution. And how do we shift back into a mindset that's going to keep us happy, keep us together, keep us successful, and keep us in thriving relationships. And that is what 
our Become Aligned course is about. You guys, we cover everything from mindset to the rituals that we do every single day. We talk about different energy sources that's really going to provide you with lasting energy. We talk about your purpose and what that actually means, what it is, and how it's ever-changing. We're going to tap into your beliefs. We're going to show you how to build a tribe to support where you're going. And we're definitely going to talk about wealth, abundance, money, all of the good things and how to sustain all of this. Because while, like I said, podcasts are absolutely awesome, you don't necessarily sit down and actually write out a plan for yourself. Because as much as I can sit here and tell you on the podcast what we do and how much, how many different people that I can interview, it's important that you actually learn how to apply these things in your own life. So if you've been listening for a while and you are ready to go deep and you really want to get some direct training and be able to dive into your life and yourself and your mindset, this is the course for you. I don't know about you, but I absolutely have points in my life where I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what I'm doing. Sometimes I hit walls where I don't necessarily feel happy anymore and I haven't sat with myself long enough. I haven't really let myself think. I haven't written out how I actually feel. And so many people who took this course said that it was completely life-changing and they revealed a lot of things about themselves, about them li- about their lives, about their relationships that they weren't really looking at or they were avoiding. And it's about having those tough conversations, not only with other people, but really with yourself and knowing that you have the tools and the access to the tools. And we're going to teach you all of the tools that you need, not only to move through things, but to actually thrive on the other side. So you guys, I would love for you to join the Aligned community. It's such a special group of human beings and you get lifetime access. This is nine different modules where you're going to be working through each area of your life at your own pace. So you might need something on abundance. You might need more on you know money. You might need more on your purpose, on your tribe. This is where you can really go deep on exactly what you need and make sure that you're not missing any of your blind spots if you are feeling stuck or if you are wondering how everyone is doing it and how they're managing it all. This is a truly honest course about how to have a thriving life and manage and deal with all of the different problems that do come up in your life and understand that not everyone is going to support you and not everyone is for you and you are not for everyone. And that's okay. It's finding your people. It's forgiving yourself. It's creating a life of abundance and choosing your own purpose and your happiness. So you guys, you can go to becomealigned.com. That's becomealigned.com. And you guys know that because you're listeners, I'm going to give you an awesome deal and an awesome discount. And I cannot wait to see you in that community. And also let me know if you join because it is such an awesome, awesome uh, community. And also I'm really proud of this course. Chris and I poured our heart and our soul into this. Everything that we've done, everything that we've learned, we've invested so so much into ourselves that this is everything that we have applied in our lives. And if you want to know how we've done it, we put it all on the table. We've put it all in this course. So if you want to know, go check it out at becomealigned.com. So let's get into the show. 
your past can actually ruin your future. So I always say, take the good out of it, learn the lesson, move forward. You know, use the mistake that you might have made to make you even a greater person. Welcome to the Earn Your Happy Podcast. I'm Lori Harder, founder of The Bliss Project, three-time fitness world champion, fitness expert, and cover model turned self-love junkie, lifestyle entrepreneur, and author. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a thought that will help you bust through your fears, connect to your soul, and get focused and clear so you can elevate your life, business, and relationships. We don't wait until we're ready for someone to tell us we're good enough. We take what we want and we anoint ourselves. Get ready to earn, own, and unapologetically rock your happiness every single day. Are you with me? Here we go. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the show. And I have such an awesome guest today. I know I say it all the time, but for real, this human being is so inspiring, so motivating. He is such a talker of truth. He is a powerful force in the world. His book is freaking awesome. But before I tell you who that is, I want to remind you that Event Love only has 11 spots left. January 7th through the 11th of this year, we will be taking a very small group of people through a one-week certification program where you will not only learn how to speak, teach, lead, but you will do it with more confidence. You will be facilitating groups. You are the event. There hasn't been something like this. It is a boot camp for anyone who wants to speak, lead, teach, facilitate, and have profitable events. Even if you want to be a podcaster, if you want to be a thought leader, if you want to be an author, if you want to go on book tours, if you want to have small workshops, if you want to know how to run and host your own masterminds or small retreats or workshops, this is for you. This is about connecting you to the tribe, to the sponsors, to all of the amazing things that that you will need in order to make this your career in 2020. So you guys go to eventluv.com, eventlove.com. I really, really, really hope that you grab one of these 11 spots and the price goes up on December 18th by $1,000. So go grab it now. If you are thinking, if you want your 2020 to be different, the only thing that's going to make it different is a big leap, a big, scary, audacious leap. Nothing besides that has ever changed my life. So go there now. All right. My guest is Trent Shelton. He has the amazing book, The Greatest You. He's a former NFL wide receiver, turned one of the most impactful, influential voices on positivity of today's generation. His book, The Greatest You, Face Reality, Release Negativity, and Live Your Purpose is out. He's a college football standout. He seemed to have it all together until everything fell apart. Life seemed without hope until he discovered the secret to finding promise in the darkest times. Becoming the greatest me became my mission and I dedicated myself to becoming nothing less, he says. Taking my life to the next level was no longer an option, but it was a must. You guys, he is one of the people who is out there in the world giving you so many beautiful 
videos, giving you so much inspiration. I have seen him on stages, talk, inspire, and fire people up. And he will do no less than that on this podcast. Let me tell you, I shed tears on this podcast. I was so inspired. I was so fired up. And I know that you are about to feel the same way. So let's get started. Trent, I'm so grateful to have you on the show. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you. You know, it's so crazy because I got to meet you backstage at Powerful You. And you are... uh, I'm sure that you know people say this to you all the time, but you're such a normal, down-to-earth, nice person. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm just like... I guess I wouldn't expect anything else, but I'm... Yeah, exactly. I'm like, what am I supposed to be? (laughs) But I take that as a compliment in today's age because I get what people are saying. So, you know, I would just pride myself on you know, being, being normal, just showing people that, you know, you don't have to be something you're not to, to get what you want. Like so approachable. I think that was it. I was like, wow, I feel just completely like you make people feel like you are both, um, I, I don't know, just humans on the same level, which is probably the coolest thing. I think when you meet someone to be able to drop right in with them. So yeah, that's pretty awesome. I so appreciate that. You know, I was just telling you that I was in literally the rabbit hole of motivational videos on your page. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to I'm going to spend an hour here and look at everything. And then like the hour flew by and I am I'm literally ready for more. So, part of me wants to jump into number 1 before we just talk a little bit about, you know, your past and where you came from. But first of all, where do you personally find the motivation every day to talk to people? Yeah. Um, you know, I just, well, I think it's a, that's a, and I can answer that in a lot of ways. You know, the first thing that comes to my heart is I know that there's people out there that haven't heard my message that needs it, you know, whether it be the simplest thing, you know, um, I'm big on, I mean, I talk about every day protecting your peace and, and things like that, or it could be even a deeper message on, you know, how to heal your heart. I just know there's people out there that haven't heard the message. And then also on the other side, um, we all need someone. I mean, even myself at times, you know, we all need someone to, to, to help us realize that you know, the storm will be over. No storm lasts forever. And so that always uh, motivates me uh, to keep going. And the, the why behind everything I do was a promise that I made you know, to one of my friends that committed suicide about eight years ago. And so uh, that always keeps me going because that's something I can never give up on, you know, because it was a promise I made to him. So that keeps me going. Mm. So do you, when you're, when you're, you know, coaching, when you're talking, when you're speaking, when you're on stage, are you, is there a part of you that's like coaching yourself and talking to yourself? Absolutely. All the time. Mm. (laughs) All the time. I mean, every message that I have, I wouldn't say every message, but I always you know, evaluate whatever I tell someone, I've already probably told it to myself or I lived it or I've been through it or I'm going through it. You know, I don't talk from a place of inexperience. Like I'm not just going to say something that sounds good because people will love it. Uh, I'm going to talk about it because, you know, maybe, you know, I- I'm very transparent and vulnerable. So, you know, this right now I'm in a season of just being honest, just like overwhelmed and not in a bad way, but I have a baby coming. I have mm. you know, a business on the way. I have all these things going on right now. My mom is sick with cancer. So it's a lot. And in this moment, I know that there's other people that are dealing with things worse than I am. So I like to share how I deal with it and what I go through and why do I get up every single morning and go to the trails and protect my peace and run. It's not just for the physical activity, but it's for 
the stress reliever. You know, I want to start my day off with positive energy, create the energy that I need. So everything that I do comes from a real place. Uh, so I want to ask about that because, you know, in your life, you have so many different things going on. So you've got all of these different places where you're experiencing joy. You have all of these different places where I'm sure you're experiencing reaching goals and feeling fulfilled and success. And then you have all these different yeah. places where you're also feeling, you know, pain and probably a bit helpless or um, wanting to help a lot more people. How do you compartmentalize all of that? What does your brain like? What does the process actually look like when certain things try to enter and interrupt the joy? Or, you know, well, I evaluate it, and the thing about me, I don't, I don't stay in moments too long. You know, I, I don't, I don't. You know, storms are going to happen, mm-hmm. but I don't. I feel like a lot of times we create our own storms, or we keep storms in our life longer than they should be there. So I evaluate it. I always. I'm a big believer on definitions and the definitions you give give certain things. You always have the choice. That's the beautiful thing about life is we have a choice to define whatever happens to us, either in a power or a prison way. I, I love to say your perspective needs to be your power or your prison. Mm-hmm. And so I'm always trying to, it doesn't mean that I ignore the reality of it, but I'm always saying, okay, how can this, how can I allow this situation that's not going good? Or how can I allow this stress? Or how can I allow this overwhelm to serve me better? You know, how can I change the way I look at things? And that's the way I look at life. I mean, even the worst moments, I'm just like, I, I mean, I can have a flat tire, you know, and the way I was like, okay, well, maybe this flat tire is preventing something from happening if I would have been driving. You know, I just look yes. at life like that because I, I want life to serve me and that's how I deal with it. <laughs> just happened to me. I was in, I was driving to Phoenix and it's, it was like, you know, what I thought was going to be like a five and a half hour drive turned into like seven and a half hours because I couldn't get out of LA. And I was like, you know what? This is keeping me from something ahead on the road. I'm sure that could go wrong. So exactly. I'll, I'll just relax into this traffic. So no, it's so, so powerful shifting your perspective like that. So I want to know because you are a former NFL athlete, which, you know, there takes a certain mindset to get to that place, but then also shifting outside of that and doing what you're doing now, you've had to completely, I'm sure, uh, shift your mindset from that. So I want to know what it was like growing up that, you know, did you always have a dream to do that or was that implanted later on? What was it like growing up for you? As far as a dream to play football? NFL. Yeah, just like a dream yeah. to, you know, like some people have goals growing up, other people are not clear on it or they're not planted in their mind or they're not really going for anything. So what was it that actually started moving you towards yeah. goals? So like since I was, I started playing football, I probably started playing football before I even can remember. I have two older brothers and they were, you know, they played sports. So as long as I can remember, I was always playing sports. And then I got an organized sports probably think the age of five years old, even four years old with T-ball, but five years old, six years old, I'm playing tackle football. And literally at that moment is when I made up my mind that this is what I want to do in my life in some way, whether it's baseball, basketball, football, it will really help me. And this is why I love to, you know, I'm a youth coach right now. I coach my son's team. I love to talk to the youth. I, I love to, you know, even bring people in that's professional athletes, you know, to talk to certain or, or just bring somebody that's at where a kid wants to be, whether it be a doctor or whatever, because it makes it a, obtainable. You know, um, growing up, I was blessed to be able to have, I lived across the street from a, we lived in New Orleans. So I lived across the street from a New Orleans Saints player. And so he was, you know, me and actually his son is Geno Atkins. He plays for the Bengals now, but I used to babysit mm. them. And I would see 
you know, his name was Gene Atkins. I would see Gene, you know, running in the streets. I would talk to him. And so he became humanized. I humanized him, you know, like he wasn't an idol that you just see on TV. So I was like, oh, like this can really happen. Mm. And then my uncle, who coaches for the Chargers now, he was coaching even back then when I was little, he talked to me. And so at a very young age, I saw that this dream can very well be a reality. And that always stuck with me. And I just worked my way through it. I mean, all the way to I made it to the NFL. So I think that's very big to get around people who are at where you want to be. Because some a lot of people, I feel like, have a dream. But a lot of people don't really feel that dream is attainable. They might say it is. And so when, it be, when you surround yourself around people that are actually living a dream, to me, it becomes very obtainable. You're like, oh, okay, these people are normal. Like, I just got to put in the hard work to make it happen. So I think uh, that was probably the biggest thing in helping me achieve that NFL dream. Oh my God. So I literally, as you're speaking, can't, and this is such a big thing too. I talk about this all the time. Like I can trace back moments where it became possible for me because I was either at events or I went to things or I hired a coach or something where they brought that vision closer to me um, yeah. where I was never able to see it before. So is that what you would say to somebody who maybe has kids right now or who is achieving a dream, like just get in the rooms or go, what would your advice be? Yeah, just try your best to get in those environments. You know, try your best to, like you said, get in those rooms, um, whatever it is, like find someone that has been there. You know, they don't have to be, you know, if it's a, a kid want to play in the NFL, it have to be a, it might be hard to find an NFL player, <laughs> but, maybe, but maybe you find someone who's a former NFL player or someone who played college, just, or bring them to high school football. Like just get them in the environment of their next step. And so they can realize, oh, this is actually attainable. Like you said, actually possible. So with Tristan, I mean, blessed enough, you know, I was able to have these connections now. So he he gets to, when I speak to the Cowboys, he gets to see and see Dak and all these Dez Bryant. And he's like, oh, it just like, it, I don't want to say it takes away from the superstar stardomness of them because he's still obviously like, oh my gosh. But he didn't realize like, wait, they drink power just like me. Oh wait, they eat the same food I eat. And so he realized like, this is really possible, of course, with, you know, hard work and dedication. So yeah, just get yourself in those environments. And I think that'll open up the possibility in the lives of your children. Wow. I, I, I want to know some of the lessons that you've extracted just from, you know, uh, playing in the NFL and team sports, because I will tell you, I don't know. Did you watch Monday night football last night? I did. I did. Did you yeah. see the end? What was it? The um, help me because I'm not even good with teams. The Saints in the, in the Texans. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I, la- I watched like the last 20 minutes and I was like, what the, like, like what human potential is, <laughs> is it's like all of a sudden they rose to like their highest potential at the very end of the game. And it was like two of the highest potentials like playing together. And I was just watching like what was happening between, obviously when you do self-development as well, I was watching the possible stories that were being told by the kicker and then by the guy who like ran into the, uh, ran into the kicker. And I was like, right now we're playing with two possible scenarios of if these people don't have a good tribe or personal development, like they can blame like losing the game all on themselves. Like I was really invested into what is the mindset? Like, how do you come back from those moments where you feel like, and, and this isn't just sports, like this is in life where you feel like you did something horrible or you disappointed so many people. Like what is the mindset and how do people come back from that? And what did you use when you were in sports that you also use now? Well, that's hard because you just pointed something out that a lot of people understand. I mean, there's times in my sports career, I mean, you see it. I mean, even 
you know, um, yesterday, if that guy missed that field goal, mm-hmm. you know, just from a psychology standpoint, um, it really can mess you up. And, you, and if you just look back over history in sports, there are a lot of players who, you know, have made one mistake like that and never bounced back. And so one technique that my college coach um, used to do with me, and it's, I still think about this to this day, even in life. Um, so I remember we were playing a game and I just had a, just a bad beginning of the game. I was, I dropped two balls. I was a receiver and I dropped two balls and he, and I ran to the sideline and I was like, man, my bad coach, my bad for dropping those balls. He was like, what drops? And I was like, the ones I just dropped. And he was like, what drops? He was like, next play. Mm -hmm. And so he taught me right then that you can't do nothing about the balls that you just dropped. You can't change that. So, but if you keep worrying about that, guess what? You're going to drop the next one. And so he said, focus on moving forward. He's like, you've trained for this. You know how to catch the football. You know, things happen like that. And so I always take that with life that I know I can't change anything that I've done in the past. And first of all, everybody's going to make mistakes, right? Mm -hmm. But like the the kicker yesterday in the game, he missed a 56-yarder before halftime. Mm -hmm. And he came back. If he would have just been stuck on that, he probably would have missed the next one. But he had another opportunity, the next opportunity he made it. And guess what? Nobody's talking about the missed field goal anymore. And so that's how you have to move on. You have to know that life is always going to give you another try. Mm -hmm. It might not be in the same situation, but you can use your past to actually build your future in a positive way or in a negative way, your past can actually ruin your future. So I always say, take the good out of it, learn the lesson, move forward, you know, use the mistake that you might've made to make you even a greater person. I mean, even in my life, I look back, all the things that I've done wrong, the things that I wasn't proud of now has helped me become a person that a lot of people are proud of, including myself today. Mm, so good. And it's so true. And I, it, it's funny, like watching things like that as we can watch it with another person, you know, it's harder to have grace with ourselves sometimes. My husband and I were both like, don't get in your head. You're still amazing. Come on. This is going to make you better. <laughs> and, um, and so I think of that because what, what can happen, you know, I can see this in my life and a lot of different things like I will uh, be psyching myself out to go speak somewhere. Like, what if I say something that offends someone? You know, what if whatever? And I'm like, you you have to hold a belief, right? So I want to know what some of your beliefs are. And I know one of mine is like, I can come back from anything. I can apologize for anything. I can admit where I'm wrong and move on. I can handle hard things. Like what happens when you think about like, what if I offend someone? What if I really hurt someone or say the wrong thing? Or, you know, what what if I write this book and I find out a year later that I'm not right and something I said in there isn't how I feel anymore? Like how do you, what's a belief that you hold in order to just keep showing up? Well, my main thing is this, and it's, I don't know if this sounds insensitive. I don't think it's insensitive, but I love to tell people like you have to stop trying to be perfect for imperfect people. Mm. And so that's my whole thing. Like I don't try to show up with perfection. I don't. I know my heart. I know the place that I come from. And yeah, people might take it wrong. There's people in the world right now that that probably have a problem with what I do, you know. And that's just their perspective. But I'm not going to allow their perspective to take away from what I'm doing when I know it's coming from a pure place. And I think the more confident you are when you know you're coming from a pure place that your heart is pure and you're really trying to help people or grow something, then you don't allow the people who disagree with you, the people who might take something wrong to tear you down because the first step to being unhappy is trying to please everybody. Mm. Like, period. There's going to be somebody somewhere. I mean, you can find the most perfect person in the world 
there's going to be somebody that doesn't like that person. And I think we lose ourselves a lot trying to worry about what people are going to think. There's a quote, I'm probably going to butcher it and not say this right, but it's, forgot who it's by, but they can, you can Google it if you're listening to it. But it's like, if you don't want to receive any crit- criticism, um, say nothing, do nothing, or be nothing. Oh, I love that. And <laughs> it's, exactly, it's exactly true. And so I live by that. But that thing like that I said before about perfection, like stop trying to be perfect for imperfect people. Everybody has their imperfections. And I'm very vulnerable on stage and very vulnerable in my videos, very vulnerable just with myself to say, listen, I'm going to make mistakes. I might not say the right things, whatever. It always comes from a pure place. And I'm also willing, like you said, to apologize if I offend someone and I said something I shouldn't have said, et cetera. So just got to be real with yourself and real with others. And I think you know everything else will take care of itself. Oh my God, I love that. And my friend Patrice Washington has a quote that I love that talks about that too. She says, you have the right to reject advice that's not in alignment with your assignment. And I'm like, oh. I love that. That's dope. Oh my God. So good. So talking about that, I think that we can sometimes be like resisting our upgrade or resisting the next level of life because it can be... um, we might know that we have to break through, let go of people, leave people. Yeah. Um, and I think this is this has been like one of my biggest life lessons. And it's what I teach on and talk about because I'm so passionate about what that actually looks like and feels like when you have to leave people, when you have to go and seek out a new group, a new tribe, a new, you know, a, a new level of people in order for those past people to maybe not pull you back and take you whatever, take you back to that place. So tell me what that what that feels like when you know you're in the beginning of that place where you are going to have to possibly completely change a group of friends or not spend as much time with even your own family. Yeah. I mean, I think I said it. I forgot what spoken word it was, but I, um, I said in order to move up, there's some things you must be willing to give up. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's just true. It's going to happen. Growth requires separation. And, you know, your growth is going to make, first of all, it's going to make you uncomfortable, but it's going to make other people uncomfortable. And you're going to start to realize, you know, who really is for you. And it doesn't mean that they're bad people because I I received, I mean, it happened with my life plenty of times, but I received so many questions about this. It's like, I'm growing my life, I'm doing better, but it seems like I'm losing so much. I used to have a fear of success because I tied success and growth to pain because every time in my life where, especially with sports, every time I went to, so from high school to college, when I got a full athletic scholarship and none of my friends got it, I lost friends. Mm. And so when I went to the NFL and most, I mean, very, nobody, none of my friends, really my close friends, maybe one of my other friends made it. I lost a lot of friends. Mm. And so I was so afraid. I had like success guilt. I was so afraid to push myself to another level because I knew some type of pain was going to come with it. And so I was teaching myself just to be comfortable and settle until I realized that I'm sitting here selling for people that probably won't be there for me anyway at the end of the day. And so I had that conversation with my 80-year-old self and my 80-year-old self said, you you better go grow right now and get it because when when you get to my age, it might be too late. You know, you get to 90 years old, it might be too late. You're going to look back on your whole life with regret. Realize that you lived a life for other people instead of living your life for yourself. And I believe if I'm not right, if I'm not wrong, that's the number one regret. When people are about to die, they they regret that they didn't live life, not in a 
not in a selfish way, but live life doing the things that they wanted to do instead of living life pleasing other people. And I just really think about that uh, moving forward. So if a person listening to this right now is in that position, you have to grow. You have to realize your growth is going to attract the right people in your life. You're going to go through a period of loneliness. You're going to go through a period where you feel like you're isolated. You're going to go through a period where you feel like the people around you closest to you should, should be supporting you and they don't. It's okay because I know you want their support, but you don't always need their support. I'll tell you that right now. Any successful company, entrepreneur, speaker, you know anything, their community is made up more of strangers than people that they know. I can guarantee. And so just know the strangers will be placed in your life to take your life to another level. And you will have people around you that get it. And if you have those one, two, three people that see the greatness inside of you, those people are very, very special and make sure you keep those people close. Mm. So for people just to build even more faith on, yes, those right people will come. What, like, what's, what are the characteristics of quote unquote, like the right people when they come into your yeah. life? What does that type of relationship feel like? Because some people don't even have a reference point of like, yeah. how should I be treated? What should I expect? How do I teach people, you know, how do I teach people how to treat me? Like that whole scenario of these relationships will come and you'll, it will feel so much better and they'll get it. Well, I think any relationship, it's a relationship, right? It's a ship. So, I believe it's a two-way street. And so, I mean, everybody has their own definitions, but if you have a genuine relationship in, with somebody and you have to break it down. See, I break down my relationships in three levels. I have family, which is, isn't always blood. Family are, are people that I, I know that literally I would die for. And I know that they would probably die for me. Like it's that tight. You know, then I have friends where friends are people that, you know, I, I trust them, you know, and and they trust me. You know, we might not talk all the time, but then I have associates, you know, sometimes it's it's business relationships and business relationships. You know, I know I know that at the end of the day, I probably can't depend on this person, but we still can build something special mm-hmm. and the expectations aren't there. So you have to understand your levels of, I feel like, relationships in your life because sometimes we give people positions that they don't deserve in our yes. life. You know, we and, and it's not fair to them because you're placing an unfair expectation on them and you're expecting them to live up to something that they don't want to be. And so that's a, a big, big part. But I think to, to backtrack to your question, it's about, first of all, you have to, and I, and I want to say this, you, you have to be the, the friend or whatever it is that you wish to receive. And so you have to make sure if you want support, you got to make sure you give support. And you said something about like how people should treat you. I'm big on this. It's about how you treat yourself first. Um, I feel like loving yourself is a very important component of that because if you don't, you set the tone for uh, you set the tone for how other people are going to treat you. And so the more you respect yourself, the more you love yourself. You set a level of expectations when people come into your life and friends and and relationships and you know uh, partnerships. They should want to see you in. You know, that's one thing of it. They should be there for you. You should be there for them. When you need them, they're there for you. When they need you, you're there for them. So I think it's pretty self-explanatory with that. But if you always um, have to question their loyalty, you always have to question their support. They always say they're proud of you, but never support you. Then I would just reconsider the level of friendship or the level of placement in your life that you're giving them, you know, because like I said before, sometimes we put unfair expectations on people. Mm. Wow. 
Yes, I, I absolutely love that. And just how you have the different levels. I think that's so powerful that there are, you know, the, the more that I think people start turning into podcasts and different books and really hearing that there's like actual methodology to how you can think in order to move through, you know, your, your different um, problems or whatever you're dealing with. So something that I want to know is if I were to have been able to like get a glimpse inside of your head from the second that you woke up this morning, like what was some of the narrative that was going on? And then how did you notice and observe and like be an observer of it? And perhaps like, you know, where'd you start working through that? Or what are are some of the rituals that you do to kind of start going in the direction that you want to go each morning? Yeah. So the first thing is the first thing I'm telling myself is don't grab your phone. Don't do it. <laughs> same, same. <laughs> so I'm like fighting that urge to like grab it, you know? Yeah. So, and working on that self-control, sometimes the bat I lose that battle, but this week I've t- told myself I'm not going to lose the battle. I made up in my mind. Um, so I just know being around high level people, when I say that, I don't want people to think that it's some, you know, person with a lot of followers or just, the high-level stay-at-home mom or the high-level father or the, the whoever, when I'm around high-level people um, that are super focused on you know the things they want to do with their life, I realize that everybody that lives at a high level is very intentional, right? They start their day off very intentional. And my friend Dean Graziosi, uh, I got this from him. He talks about playing on the defense. A lot of people wake up playing on defense. And he's like... He's like, Trent, I know you're an offensive player. He's like, and I know people say defense wins championships, but I like, I'm, I play offense. So I always say offense wins championships. He's like, think about that mindset when it comes to your life because if you grab your phone and check an email, you're on defense. Or if you grab your phone and somebody says something negative to you, you're on defense and it messes up your whole routine. So the first thing I do is, um, it's a lot of people know about it. I do my four A's and my four A's literally are for my brain. Like if you can research the oxytocin, all the things that it releases. But my four A's stands for this. The first A is appreciation. Wake up and give thanks because in gratitude, as we know, gratitude uh, relieves stress, right? Gratitude relieves depression. So I'm doing that. The second A is affection. I always say a hug a day keeps depression away. So whether it's my dog, uh, whether it's my baby girl, my wife, uh, my son, I'm giving that affection. The third thing I do is accomplishment. I think this is very important. And I think you should you should do this accomplishment having nothing to do with your business. Like just something that small that you can accomplish. How you start your day will influence your day. So I want to set my day up with a win. A small win to get that momentum going, to get that dopamine release, to put me in a better state. You know, after I, you know, I, I won something today, so I'm ready to keep that momentum going. And the fourth thing I do, which is very important, is activity. Um, movement influences mood. And so when I wake up, obviously. Every single day, I'm not feeling like I want to conquer the world. You know, I want to snooze, press snooze. I want to roll back over. But I tell myself, if I just get out the bed and just move around, I know my movement, my movement will change my mood. So I go protect my peace. Protecting my peace is that foray, but it's disconnecting from the world. So I go out on trails. Uh, people see me do it every single day. And I go run my five miles. And so you don't have to run five miles. Go walk a mile. Go walk around the block. Whatever you want to do. But I get out on those trails and I disconnect. I disconnect from the world and I reconnect to my soul. When I finish my run, I can tell you this. I'm ready to show up in the world in a way of, of conquering any struggle, period. And so uh, that's what I do. And you know, before we got on the phone, I told you like this is like my start of my business day. 
before 12 p.m. for me is all for me. Mm. Um, my wife knows that, you know, it's, it's me working out. It's me, you know, taking time for myself. It's me getting my, myself ready to show up to the world and it works. So I call it my self-care process. So self-care before 12, I don't eat intermittent fast and I get my day going. That is amazing. And I'm really creeped out because we have the exact same... Our, our protected time is 11, um, but we intermittent fast. And I like literally am a different person because I ran my six miles this morning. And yeah, so... That's what's up. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. Yeah, I was literally just like... It's my prayer time, my podcast time, my meditation time, my stay off the phone time. And let me tell you this morning, I was in a battle of staying off my phone. I was like, what am I doing? Like, you know that you... It's so crazy. Like, we know what we want and we actually know we're like kind of sabotaging or harming or like interrupting the way that we want our brain to function. And there's that little piece that it's like feeding that you are like in this, uh, you know, sometimes in this battle with. So what happens when I think people can get stuck when that other battle wins, they can, they can like start beating themselves up and go back to an old story. Like, I can't believe you're doing this again. And you say you want this, but this is what you do. Like, how, how do you, does that voice ever come in for you? And how do you coach yourself through that? Yeah, I mean, just even even the days that don't go right. I mean, I this is so funny you asked this question. I actually did a story on my Instagram story. I think it was maybe what's today Tuesday last week. I had a day where the day didn't start in my protect my peace. I didn't, and it got to like eleven o'clock, and I'm just in a funk. I just don't feel like doing anything. I'm tired, you know, emotionally drained, and I had a choice at that moment, and that choice could have been like, okay, I can start tomorrow. I can just chalk this day up as a loss and lay in my bed and just waste it. Or I say, you know what? I can do something about it. And what I did was I made a decision to do something about it. Because a lot of times I think we, we say tomorrow. And, and listen, sometimes it is tomorrow. And that's okay. But you still have that choice in that moment to say, you know what? Let me just do something today. Let me make some progression. And to be real with you, I feel like I got stronger that day than I do on any other day. Mm. Because opposition, obstacles, that moment of weakness uh, was there. But instead of, instead of caving to it, I decided to rise above. And I think that type of, if you're able to push through struggle like that, that obviously makes you stronger. It's like with sports, you know, if you ask any professional team that's won a Super Bowl, as long as they didn't go undefeated, which I don't think no, like nobody has besides the Dolphins. If you ask them, they'll, they'll tell you that they're, the game that shifted the whole season, I promise you, was probably the game that they lost. Mm-hmm. Not the game that they won, but the game that they lost. And then you talk to people with their lives, I guarantee you, it's not the the happy moments that people say, oh, this changed my life. It's those moments of, you know, me getting cut from the NFL or someone losing a relationship or whatever. That was the moment that actually made the change. And so you can you have to realize this, that something can still can be, still can something can still grow out of something that maybe wasn't beautiful at that time, but it can turn into something that's way more beautiful, you know, in the future. And so that's just the way I think about things. And I said, I can make a choice. And I made that choice. And I changed my day around. And um, that momentum has been pushing all throughout this week. Uh, that's uh, And this is those places where I think that it, it's that's the easy part to be able to be like, maybe I'll just go to the fridge and eat all the, you know, sandwiches and food that are in there. Um, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Where it's so easy to go and do that. But I I just, I love hearing about like what the actual self-talk is because I I even heard myself, I say things out loud to myself. I'm like, 
people don't realize the extent of what you have to do in order to really shift. Like I had to say to myself, like, this is where change happens is when you don't want to go. Like this is where it matters the most. Cause I was so close to not going running this morning. I was just feeling really blah. And I think that sometimes you have to do those things to like change your state or say things out loud or, you know, are there like, are there any things like right before in that moment where you don't want to go and you know that everything is going to like change if you just do this? Is there any like kind of go-to phrase that you use or is it yep. just, okay, let's hear it. Yeah. Well, I just say, cause I'm always telling people to live it, breathe to be it. And so I'm being on accountability. I'm just like, I can't preach it if I'm not practicing it. So the thing I tell myself is Trent, you better go live it. And that's what I tell myself and it, and it gets me going because it's so easy with social media, you know, not to live it. It's so easy to preach it. It's so easy to post it. It's so easy to, you know, I wouldn't even say pretend it, but yeah, kind of like that to filter it. And so for me, it's, it's really, I say, live it, breathe it, be it. It's like, Trent, you better go live it. Like you telling people to push through their stuff, you better go push through your stuff. And that right there ignites a fire in me that makes me go. Oh man, I'm going to steal that one. Okay. So when you talk about really protecting your peace, I know that you do that now with your morning routine and everything like that, but what are some other, like what, tell me exactly the definition for you of protecting your peace and where that can all get interrupted and what you, what you do to do that throughout the entire day. Yeah. So protecting, so this is what protecting my peace like ultimately means to me. Um, in certain times, it means disconnected from the world, uh, especially in the morning. But just throughout the whole day and probably throughout my life, it's it's prioritizing peace. And so for me, that's probably the biggest shift I made in the last, I don't know, year or two is I make peace my priority. So peace is my decision. And so if it goes against my peace, I'm not going to do it. Or if it goes against my peace, I'm not going to be around it. It could be a great opportunity. Um, I'm not going to, and I want to be clear, you know, maybe, you know, there's going to be times where, you know, uh, it's a pull on your piece, you know, but at the same time, if I know at the end of the day that this is going to bring more chaos in my life than anything else, I'm not going to do it. And so um, also I prepare my day. Like I know my day and I know what, what interruptions can show up or what things can show up to take away from my piece. And I'm already prepared for it. So it's like going into battle. You know, I I go in every single day to me is a battle and I'll sit down. I'll be like, okay, well, I'm doing this today. It's going to be a time where my peace has a chance to be uh, disrupted. Oh, I'm around this person today. Okay. I know how I'm going to respond. And so Mm -hmm. I already have a scheme going into my day. Therefore, when it shows up, you know, I know how to respond. I know how to protect my peace. And I'm going to just be real. Like sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes my peace is disrupted, Mm -hmm. but I just remind myself at the end of the day, how is this serving my life? Is this adding stress to my life? Is this really moving me forward? And so I kind of reel back, you know, whether it be social. So a lot of times it is social media. You know, I might have someone say something, you know, and that's one of the things that I prepare myself for. When I open my phone and go into my messages, because uh, that's me in my DMs, I know that it might be a person in there that's going to be like, Trent, I don't like you, you know, or whatever they want to say. And I'm already prepared to respond to that, you know? And me just seeing it and then me wanting to go to my human side and say something back, you know? So... I uh I just prepare myself for every single day. Can I ask what your response is to that? It's funny because when my yeah. it's you know when you have a whip, 
I think what people don't see is they're like waiting for that success and they they don't realize that the lessons they're getting right now are actually preparing them for those inboxes when you become successful. Like when my book first came out, it was like an influx of all these new people, which also meant an influx of a lot of DMs I did not love. Um, and I, I was getting really rocked. Like my world was really rocked because I was not yet prepared to handle it, but I become prepared really quickly. But I would love to know, how how do you handle that? Like, do you respond back? Do you not respond? Like, when do you know what's worth your energy? Yeah, I want to say I, I always respond pretty much. But and now, now somebody's going to hear it like, okay, I'm just trying to message like this on purpose so you respond. But this, this is the thing. Like, I'm not going to say I always respond. But to me, like, those are the people that need it most. Mm. So for me to just ignore them, and it's times where, you know, ignoring is the best thing depending on what they're saying. But for me to just ignore them, to me, it's like, I'm taking the easy way out because those are the people. And I know these facts. If somebody's following you, uh, as I always say, confused supporters, right? Like they are there because it's something, maybe they're, and I understand that they're probably going through pain. So most of the people that follow me are people who are dealing with stuff, right? Like, dealing with emotional battles and things like that. So if they don't get their way, sometimes they get angry. So uh, the most mess- the, most of the time, the messages that I get are from people saying, oh, Trey, you didn't respond to me. You don't care about people. You're fake because you didn't respond to me in two minutes, you know, whatever it may be, two hours. And so I understand that. So what I do, I send them audio back. And my response to them would be, hey, man, like I get it. You know, I know you want me to respond, but you got to realize there's, you know, I have a million... 2 million followers on here and I can't respond to everybody. So I know you get that and understand that. And so, you know, and then I'll respond like, what's going on with your life? And then their whole mood shifts Mm. every single time. 99% of the time, people shift every single time. And so I respond with that or I just respond like, God bless you, I'm praying for you. Or I love you. I literally say, I appreciate the love. Mm. And they're like, what? I said, I just appreciate the love because I know that if somebody's on my page, like I said, they support me, but a lot of times we have envy, you have pain, that love turns into hate, you know? So I just say that and literally either their mood changes and they say, oh, okay, I was trying to get your attention or they just don't respond back. Mm-hmm. And so I just realized like, that's the way to handle it. I'm not going to give them the response that they want. I'm not going to argue with them. I'm not going to, you know, sit there and fight with them and waste my energy with that. So that's what I do. Oh, that's so good. And I have I have a lot of people who listen to this who are either coaches or they, um, you know, the, uh, something that they do is either to to like give back or help help shift people. Typically, who is listening to this podcast. So I have a question around that. Like when you're responding back, how do you how do you draw boundaries? Whether it's responding back or just in your life, draw boundaries in your life. Like you want to you know, ask people how they are, but you can open up this can of worms that never ends. And you also like, we can all be recovering people pleasers sometimes in this work of wanting to help people. So how do you like draw that boundary for mental health, for your own mental health? You're right. Cause you will get drained. And (laughs) there's were times where, you know, I was taking pride of like, I'm going to respond to everybody. And literally I got burned out. So what I do is I, I at least give an hour of my day to those that support me. I feel like that's the least I can do because these are people that share my videos. These are people that grew rehab time. You know, I call it rehabbers. So I give an hour of my time. And I know for me, I know even though I couldn't respond to everyone, I gave an hour and I let them know. Like I'll send an email out with an audio like, hey, or on the end of my videos, I'll tell them like, man, I wish I could respond to all of you. I spent an hour a day 
And they start to understand that because in their mind, like even though they know it, they don't really understand it. Mm. Like they don't understand that there's probably thousands of them that are reaching out. And so once I bring it to the forefront, they get it. And so, and I tell them like, this is why I make these videos. This is why I come on live. This is why I do all these things to help you because I can't respond to you personally. And if I did respond to you personally, everything I would tell you, I've already told you, you know? So Mm -hmm. I just do that for hour a day. And then like, if I send an audio message, I'll just send one. You know, I I won't keep the conversation going unless it's somebody that might be on the verge of committing suicide. It's a whole different thing, but I'm good with sending one minute audio message to them and then moving on from there. I love that. So making peace, like you have to make up your own mind and your own decisions for what you are content with and what you can make peace with. And then let that be that, even if it flares up on the other side, like I did my thing. I did my due diligence. Exactly. You can't, I mean, you can't save the world. You know, that's the thing. Really, you can't save people. You know, I mean, people have to make that decision themselves. And so I realized that only that I can do is plant seeds and and give encouragement or lead them to the right place. And that's what I do. Uh, so I, I want to know about levels in life because there's there's always levels no matter where you're at. I'm sure you're working on another level right now. I'm sure there's something ready to break through. Or I'm sure you feel another level coming on. Um, so how do you be content with what's going on right now while also striving to be better, to reach your highest potential, um, but just be content with what is while also wanting more? That's a very tough question. And I don't know if I know how to answer that. So we're going to work through this one because that's actually that's actually something that I struggle with. Um, just I've always have struggled with it, you know, just from the standpoint of trying to put the figure the best way to put this from procrastinate. Like I'll go through these moments to where it's like, am I protecting my peace? These are questions that I ask myself. Am I protecting my peace by not burning out? Because I'll see people that go hard, right? And it's like 24-7, 365, blah, 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 you know, go, 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 go. And then I'll see them and I see burnout, mm. you know? And I'm like, I don't want that. Like, I, I don't care how much success, how much money, like, I don't want that because I'm not going to enjoy that. Mm. Then I get to the point of, okay, am I, am I protecting my peace too much where I'm procrastination, procrastinating, you know, where I'm not pushing myself? And so, um, this, these are conversations that I have with myself a lot. And again, I always go back to this and this might not be the best advice for people out there because we're all in different places. And I feel like you have to ask yourself this question, like what really matters to you in life? I feel like when you get to the end of life, what's really going to matter? For some of us, it's going to be the accolades. For some of us, it's going to be success. For some of us, it's going to be how big our company grew, which is fine. But for some of us, it's going to be, you know, uh, did I was I here for these moments with my kids? Was I this or was that? And I think you have to make your decisions based upon that. And so for me, the success part doesn't really like drive me. You know what drives me is being able to create moments with uh, with my children, with my family, being able to inspire people and impact people. So I always go back to that question: like, what's really going to matter when you get ninety years old? You know, are you going to live with regret? Bob Goff has a quote. And I always paraphrase it and mess it up, but I'm going to try to put this in the best way I can put it, but look it up. He says that, he said, I used to be afraid of failing at things that I cared about, but now I'm more afraid of, let me rephrase. He said, I used to be afraid of failing at things that mattered to me, 
Now I'm more afraid at, su- at succeeding at the things that don't matter. Mm, and I wow. think that sums up me. Mm. You know, like that's where I'm at and I've been there for a while. And so I always think about, okay, what's going to matter, you know, at the end of my life. Mm. And so, uh, yeah, we can have a conversation around that, but uh, that's that's where I'm at with things. And I always lean more towards, you know, with me having three kids and with me having rehab time, I want to impact, impact, impact. It's not, I don't want people to be like, oh, Trent had millions of followers. He had all these videos and he had all this money. Like, I don't want to be, if those things are there, great. But I don't want that to be the narrative of who I was. I wanted to be my Trent really served. He impact lives. He was there for his family. You know, he wasn't just successful to the world, but he was successful to his world. Those are things that really matter to me. So I guess you got to find that balance mm. as best as you can. Oh my God. That was, that's, that just brought so much insight into my life. I, that's literally, I asked you that question because it's. I think it's the thing that I struggle with. I There are those points where I'm like, I'm not going to die with regret, blah, blah, blah. And then all yeah. of a sudden I'm doing something that I'm like, I can't even, I can't even like hear my soul anymore. Like I'm so burnt out. So that you just gave me my answer actually while you were talking was, you know, I think the reason, the, the point that I know I'm starting to get burnt out or something needs to shift or I'm in the wrong direction or I'm going too hard is I start stop for long periods of time, like hearing God or my soul. Like it just like to tune out. And that's when either something needs to shift or I need to slow way down to like get clear again. Um, So I want to know what matters, like what, what's mattering to you when you're, when you're putting your, you know, asking yourself this list on your runs every day, like what do you, what's mattering right now that you're like, what could I do? What does that look like? What's being created around it? So what matters to me, and this is, I'm going to try to wrap this up as best as I can, but, you know, obviously like family, I mean, I just, that's my heart, you know, um, you know, just family, friends, people around those memories and moments, you know, I just, you know, with my mom being sick with cancer, like it just brings you, you know, like there's no amount of followers that could, mm-hmm. you know, that could change that around, you know, and I, I, I've seen that with just not just with my mother, you know, just with losing people in my life over years. And just, you know, I'm sure everybody has, has experienced that. It's like the one thing you think about, it's like, dang, I wish I had to create more memories in time. And so for me, though, that matters first, just create memories with my family and people. Um, and then with rehab time, it's literally to, to impact. Um, and what I mean by saying that it's whether it's a video, whether it's a book, whether it's whatever, I just want to be able to let people know that they're going to be okay. I want to help people turn their pain into their power. Um, you know, I'm just the guy that just cares, you know, um, you know, th- I'm sure, you know, kind of my story with why I started, but you know, my college roommate committed suicide and my best friend. And so I, it was my promise to him that when, and the reason I believe, you know, I, I obviously I don't know the, the whole truth, you know, I, can't hear from his mouth. But the reason I believe that he took his life is because he lost certain things, right? And he felt like, well, my life is over now. And so um, I promised him that I would make sure to be a voice for people that when someone loses something, so you hear a lot of my messages like, hey, if this person leaves you or this situation happens, or, and I told him also, if you lose a, a job or a sport. And so that's why a lot of my messages are based around that because I don't want people to lose their life because they lost something. And so that's my other thing I care about. I care about really people being able to overcome their depression, to be able to overcome their their losses in life and not take their life. And 
you know, ultimately with my faith, you know, um, I'm a believer. And so I want to lead people closer to him. And I don't want to lead people closer to me because I don't have the, all the answers. And so that's what matters. You know, everything else is cool. Like it, it comes with it. Okay, cool. But it, it's, it was never about, and it's still never about how many people follow me. It was still never about how many people come to my events. Like when I first started, it was literally like five people and I was excited and it was 15 people. And I still have that same excitement now. Like I just went and spoke at an event. It was like, 30 people there. And I was super excited to do it. I spoke to some kids. Mm -hmm. And so I know in my heart, when I do these things, like go to elementary school or go speak to a football team, and I still have that same excitement, I'm in the place I need to be. Because for some of us, um, at times, you know, we get so tied up into the celebrity part and we get so tied up into how many people are there. Like I had a conversation with a guy, and I'm not going to say his name, but I had a conversation where backstage it was like, oh, it's only, it's only 100 people out there. And I'm just like, what? I was like, that's 100 people to impact. You know, I don't care how many people are there. I care about how many people need help that's out there. And so, uh, yeah, to kind of wrap it all up, those are the things that I really care about. And, you know, I guess if you looked at it like a vehicle, um, I, I think for I can really speak for myself. At a point in my life, I had the wrong thing in the driver's seat of my life. I had all these external things, right? Like uh, whether it be money, whether it be uh, reckon significance, I had all these things in the driver's seat and that was controlling my life. And I was becoming a slave to that. I made a video not too long ago. I, was, I felt like I was a puppet to the, those puppet masters, right? It was like pulling my life. I was like a puppet. And once I cut the strings and I put, I feel like the right things in that driver's seat, while those things might still be in the car, they're not controlling my life. Mm. And so uh, that's just where I'm at. Hmm. Well, I just want to thank you for just sharing so much of the way your mind works, the way that you think, sharing about your faith, sharing about your family, sharing about what matters, because I really, the, these are, you know, the principles that can make up a really great life. Like this life is a gift, not somewhere yeah. else, not waiting for something else. So thank you for just bringing us back to the present moment and just making us realize that this is really up to us to create this gift for ourselves. And I know that you have, you literally are one of those people who just puts your whole self out there because you want to help people. So you have so much wisdom online. You have so much wisdom on Instagram. You have so much wisdom in your books. And I just found out that you have another book. Can you tell me yeah. a little bit about that one and what it's called? Yeah, I'm super excited. So my book is called, my new book is called Straight Up. And I always said it in every single video, so I felt it was it was appropriate to name it straight up. <laughs> and this book is actually it's actually targeted to young adults, but it's for everybody. Like I uh, I feel like when you pick up the greatest shoe, which is my book I just released in May, uh, it was more of a reader's book. You know, if you're a reader, it's for you. It's more of a lot of principles. This book, if you are you know in this era of social media where you don't like to read, you know, like ten chapter, I mean ten page chapters. You just need to pick up a book and get a dose of it. So I'm being straight up about different stuff, right? Straight up about relationships, straight up about mindset. And you literally can pick up the book and read it in five minutes and get, you know, a, a very big, you know, uh, a very big dose of inspiration and impact in your life. And I feel like this book is more of me. I feel like when you pick this up and reading, like this is Trent, like to the T. And so I'm super excited. It comes out in May, but you can pre-order right now on Amazon. And like I said, not just for young adults, I believe that adults will find this very, very highly impactful also. 
Mm, I love that. I'm not going to lie. Those are some of my favorite types of books for the morning because my brain's just like, give me something good. Now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Please exactly. help me. <laughs> so that is amazing. Um, you guys definitely go and check that out. And um, I always end on one last question. But first, before I ask that question, I just want to, if, if there's anything like left on your heart um, that you want to leave with the listeners, is there anything that's coming up for you right now? Um, you know, the, the thought that just came to me, you know, I don't know who it's for out there, but just keep driving through your storm. You know, um, I, I just remember uh, coming back from my grandma's funeral and, and from Arkansas to uh, Texas and it was a really bad storm. Uh, and my dad was following behind me and, uh, I actually didn't have my contacts on. So I was like barely oh, seeing, no. like I had my family in the car. I was like, oh. I was, man, just trying to make it. <laughs> of course, I, of course I didn't let them know that, but I was just trying to make, and it was a bad storm, like tornadoes and, you know, oh. we were in Texas. So tornado alleys and on the radar. And I remember checking the GPS and the GPS was like, you know, we kept driving. Then, you know, the storm went in. So, my dad was like, we're stopping and pulling over. And I was like, man, I'm going to keep driving. And to make a long story short, and within five to 10 minutes, I was out the storm. Mm-hmm. But my dad sitting in the storm, he was there for another whole hour. Wow. So just think about that with your life. Sometimes, yes, it's going to rain, but no storm lasts forever. And all it takes is you just to move forward. And eventually that storm will end. And it takes the storm to produce growth. It takes rain to produce growth. So I always remember that. Mm. So beautiful. So ending on one last question and you guys go find him, go follow him. Can you just tell us where we can do all that good stuff? Yeah, just just at Trent Shelton, uh, Facebook, uh, YouTube, Instagram, uh, yeah, any of those sites and you'll find me. Honestly, if you're not a book reader, just go and watch one of his videos every morning. You'll be you'll be good um, <laughs> for real. <laughs> so uh, you are in an elevator or in passing with someone on a street, but it's a total stranger, and and it's like a thirty second interaction, and they just look at you um, and say, "How do I make myself happy?" What do you say? How do I make myself happy? You accept everything about yourself. Mm. You accept the imperfections. You accept the perfections. You accept the mistakes. You accept the success. You accept everything about yourself. And I would tell you how you don't make yourself happy is depending on external things to do that. So all your happiness is, comes from the inside and it starts with appreciation for your life. And I think once you start to appreciate your life, you'll start to elevate your life. Well, if anyone's ever going to get in, stuck in an elevator, they're going to want to get stuck with you. So <laughs> thank you. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. All right, you guys, if you love this episode as much as I did, if you know anybody who is needing this advice right now, make sure you text them, share this. Please let us know what you took away from this episode on stories. Reach out to us. Thank you guys so much. And until next time, earn your happy. Bye, everyone. Thank you guys so much for spending this time with me on the Earn Your Happy podcast. I am so glad that you stopped by. If you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would love it, that would be absolutely amazing and we would be forever grateful. Also, please leave us a review if you feel so moved by going to iTunes and leaving us an honest thought, an honest comment. Tell us what you think. Tell us what you want to hear more of. It would really help us out on our journey to helping thousands and thousands of people. Until then, don't forget to earn your happy. Thanks again, guys. Bye-bye.
Hey y'all, I'm so excited to share with you, Earn Your Happy is now part of Growth Day Podcast Network. A bunch of us are coming together to bring more growth to the world and support shows and brands that we truly believe in. And one of my friends is also on the network and I'd love for you to go subscribe to his show. You guys, Trent Shelton has the most incredible podcast. It's called Straight Up with Trent Shelton. And it's going to remind you that you are built for this. I have heard Trent speak in person multiple times. I've listened to his podcast a ton. He's coming on the show and I literally cannot wait because this man just spits straight fire. It is like truth that goes to your core and makes you take action right away. If you want one of those podcasts that when you're just out on a walk, you can't help but want to start running and run through a wall in your life, this is the show to go listen to. So you guys make sure that you go subscribe to the show straight up with Trent Shelton. You're going to love it. Want to know a huge secret to my success? Okay, not only my success, but just about every single person that I have interviewed on this podcast who is successful has this in common. You guys, they love to journal. They capture their life lessons and what they're grateful for. But a lot of people don't keep this up consistently. And most people do know that the research shows that journaling deepens your gratitude and increases self-awareness. But did you also know that journaling decreases stress and helps you achieve your goals faster? In fact, journaling is a huge differentiator between average performers at work and high-performing people. It leads to longer-term clarity, confidence, and success. So why don't more people journal? Why didn't I journal consistently? Honestly, they don't like staring at a blank page. It's hard to carry a book around with you or a notepad, and they just don't even know what to write about, or they just forget. That's why I know that you're going to love Growth Day. It's the world's number one system for self-improvement, and it's like all-in-one personal development in an app. And it has an awesome digital journal, and people love it. Growth Day's digital journal has hundreds of research-backed writing prompts for self-reflection, positive mindset, confidence building, and success. I use them all the time, and it makes me think in ways that I typically don't, and it makes me ask myself better questions, which we all know gets better results in our life. It even has prompts that help you develop a daily, weekly, or monthly habit of reflecting on your life and identifying areas to grow. So it's a perfect time of year to start journaling, you guys. When you sign up at Growth Day, you also get systems for habit tracking, goal setting, and scoring and improving every area of your life. Best of all, I get to teach there too, you guys. I'm so excited. I hope that I get to see you. I teach live in Growth Day every single month with a new topic just for you. So join me there. Start your free trial at growthdate.com slash Lori. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. And I want to make sure that you have my phone number and I'm not kidding. Did you know that I have a community text number for real? My phone number is 310-496-8363. This goes directly to my phone. All you have to do is text the word daily to 310-496-8363. And I literally text you every single day, Monday through Friday. I actually just got done 30 seconds ago texting a bunch of people back. 
and I talk to you all of the time. You guys, people always ask me how I got my community text number and how it works. Well, all you have to do is you can just go to community.com and get your own. Community makes it easy to get a phone number that you can use to build your audience using text. People just text you at your number and they're added to your group. Then you can text them out audios, video links, anything you want. You guys, I text out happy birthday videos. I love to send podcast links, thoughts about life, book recommendations, uh, different events that I'm doing in the local area. Texting gets me out of the noise of social media and directly into your hand. And now you can start texting your people too. Just go to community.com to get your phone number. They give you a 10 digit real phone number, not those weird short codes that look like spam, but it's more than a phone number. Your new number comes with an inbox for SMS and texting. This means you can actually manage your text list from your computer and an app on your phone. You can schedule texts to send at certain times and to certain groups. You can even set up auto replies or let your assistant or customer service team answer your text messages via community's awesome dashboard. Just go to community.com and ask for a free demo. They'll show you how it works and get you your number. It's time to start texting your audience versus just posting on social media. Everyone uses community for that. So go check them out at community.com. I can tell you it's not just great for communicating with my audience, but Chris and I use community and our texts to also sell out our launches. I'm telling you, you get such an incredible response because you really are creating a true deep sense of community and it's so intimate. It's freaking amazing. Go check it out at community.com. 